I'm going to flip a coin and I want you to call it. Heads or tails? What, what do I stand to win? You stand to win a podcast known as Best Boys, a film podcast, an amateur film study. Po- I said podcast so many times uh, for the average Joe, the buffest buffs, and the cringiest bingers. I'm your host, JP, and I'm joined by my brother, professional Hollywood videographer. River Cavish, fresh off the plane. Can't miss another episode. Here we go. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Fresh off the boat. Fresh out the moat. Here with a couple moves. We, we were uh, supposed to watch these last week, but we switched it. Because I realized that the Tragedy Macbeth was on Apple Plus, And we probably could have did it last week if I would have realized it. Yeah, I had no idea either, to be honest. I didn't realize it was like an Apple Films production until I put it and I put it on even. Well, I, I thought they just it was A twenty four distributed. Uh, yeah, the, but in the beginning of the thing it's an Apple Films production. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I just like heard everything I read about it was about the theatrical release, so I didn't even know until after it was already out. Um yeah. but yeah. We're doing the Cohen Cohen Bros. Well, at least one of this one of the movies only has one Cohen, and the other movie has both. But let this be our introduction. Um, also, this episode's kind of tied to the "There Will Be Blood" episode, as we mentioned in that one that the that the No Country for Old Men was filmed uh, around in the same place at the same time. They were released at the same time. And around the same time. And uh, they, uh, yeah, they get compared a lot. So I'm very interested to make to make that little, touch that little, little point. <laughs> yeah, especially because they're both phenomenal films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Maybe I'm going to give, I don't know if I'm giving hot takes or what, but. Uh, oh, wow. I'm not oh. that hot. They're not that hot. Maybe it, for you, I guess, but. Some, some mild takes. Some, I some guess, yeah, takes. some lukewarm takes. Some warm, a take served warm. Uh, takes are a dish takes. best served warm. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about the tragedy of Macbeth. Uh, as we mentioned, a uh, brand new uh, movie done by one Cohen, which Joel Cohen is the Cohen of choice here. And they have a long, you know, his. Uh, storied career i've seen a bunch of the their movies but not all of them um and actually these are two that i have not seen before so that was good and that was nice to you know scratch those off the list um what uh what is well first before we dive into tragedy of Macbeth, what is your history with the bros of cohen um honestly the big lebowski is probably the the earliest really knowing anything about them because it was just uh when we were younger that was just like the dude was like a big uh like cultural reference thing at the time and uh fargo i've seen bits and pieces of but i've never actually gotten to see it the whole way through um but honestly also like oh oh brother where art that would we would watch with dad and that was like so good uh i just remember like being so young and just actually recognizing like a, a phenomenal movie at the time um, but there's so many movies like looking at their filmography that uh, that I've seen and not realized it was Coen Brothers until years later. Um, especially like Burn, Burn After Reading, definitely didn't know that until probably a few years ago. 
Um, yeah, I've seen I've seen the Big Lebowski. Um, I've seen uh, Fargo, which is I think the big one. I think that's supposed to be like the, the I think Fargo and No Country for Old Men are like the two that everybody brings up that you should, you're supposed to see from them. Um, mm -hmm. I've oh oh brother, where art thou? I've seen. Um, and the Ballad of Buster Scruggs I've seen. But surprisingly, um, I've wanted to see Inside Lewin Davis. I've wanted to see Hail Caesar. I didn't realize they did the True Grit remake. Uh, yeah, I didn't realize they did either. I thought that, for some reason, I thought True Grit was like something that came out to try to like be in remake. Like, uh, uh, I thought it was just a successful you know mainstream reboot of a classic yeah that did well and but i guess i have it on blu-ray so maybe we should do it soon um uh, maybe we'll do the original and the remake that could be cool yeah i'd be um, down with that especially just after look, especially looking at their filmography it's it's a lot of bangers there's a lot of really good films uh hail caesar i i saw and that one was definitely on the weaker side but i've always wanted to see barton fink which is the the official um, or Barton Fink's one of their early, early ones. Blood Simple is supposed to be cool. Raising Arizona is supposed to be underrated with Nicolas Cage. But yeah, they got like a ton of hitters. It's a, it's a list full of hitters, and they definitely have a style of their own. And I even see it here in Tragedy of Macbeth. Even though this is much mm. more serious and uh, brutal. Um, there's, there's definitely something like with the visual style that they have. Um, all right, I'm ready to get right, get into it. What did you think of Tragedy Macbeth? We'll start it with you. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. I was like sucked in the entire movie. Runtime was perfect. Uh, I didn't re I didn't know how much of it was gonna be like a play, like how uh, in before the podcast we talked about Henry the Fifth. You'd mentioned yeah. it compared to this. And I didn't know it was going to be more like how Henry V is styled. I just, because I went in blind, I figured it was just going to be more of a movie. Um, but I loved every bit of it. Like the Denzel Washington uh, is so good. Everything he says is just like, I'm, I'm there. I'm hooked. It reminds me a lot of the movie Fences, uh, which is also a, a play turned into a movie um, and with Denzel Washington. And very similar vibes to that. And, uh, uh, but I, I, the, the visuals were amazing. I love the, uh, the monochrome look to it. Uh, it was just, I was, I was in, I was so, uh, into it. Um, so I enjoyed it as well, though. I didn't, I don't think it's a classic to me or anything like that. I don't think it's, I think, um, it's very good. And I really love the visual style. I really love like the, the backgrounds feeling very, um, like people are coming out of like the ether, the white ether, mm. all, you know, like people are walking out of a fog, but it really looks like. Just whiteness. Um, yeah. I really fucking love that. I love the stage, like the visual, like the 3D stage. Like it's like a stage, mm. uh, a theater stage that you kind of move around in. Most of the scenes are in about, I would say like four or five sets. Um, yeah. But uh, it feels different the way that they're shooting around in them. Um, mm. Like there is definitely a lot of really cool stuff going on here visually. Nothing that keeps you engaged. Um, and then this is, Macbeth's uh, actually... I think it's the reason why they have so many adaptations is it's one of the easier to digest um, Shakespeare stories. Um, and uh, visually, it's easy to follow, even though, you know, it's a pretty basic story. Um, 
And I don't I like the the, the cast is fantastic. All the performances oh, yeah. are great. All the performances are great. Um, but there's something that is a little bit detached about this. Um, and I think that's what they're going for. Um, there's like an isolation. Um, I, I saw this said somewhere else. I can't remember who said it, but I got to at least say that I didn't say it myself. Uh, but I saw somebody say that, you know, all these performances are really strong, but um, they're all in like isolation from one another. And it makes the movie feel... Mm -hmm. Um, uh, like isolating, and I don't know. Like, I think that's what they were going for, but that person didn't particularly like that aspect of it. I thought it was interesting; it was alienating. Um, but I ultimately there was something that just I think there was not a big emotional impact for with me with with mm. this movie. Honestly, with both of these movies, um, I expected more emotional um impact or visceral. Um, you know, reaction to things, and I kind of just, you know, check, you know, enjoying it and just checking it out. And uh, this is definitely very uh, heady with the uh, with what it's going for. I think it's not, it, it it's definitely sh for Shakespeare. I think it would, it's easier to, to to digest for the modern, uh, the average Joe modern person. But I think for um, a film, it is, you know, not. Uh, I don't think you could recommend this to everybody, um, but I, I really liked it. It's definitely not as weird as it, it's not as weird as it feels sometimes. But then there's some sequences that are really weird, um, particularly the Fate Sisters, or not the Fate Sisters, the Weird Sisters. That's that's what they're yeah. called. Um, they uh, it was played by they're all played by one woman, and she's got like this contortionist interpretive dance thing going on. And it was easily the coolest thing about the entire movie. Every time she talked, yeah. it was creepy. Um, yeah, there was like these weird old side. There's like a side character, was like an old man that was creepy. Like, there's a lot of cool, cool things going on here. But I don't know if I think like it's the best thing. You know, this is the mm. best movie ever. Um, I don't really know what my critiques would be because um, I really do enjoy that this exists. And I am really you know, uh, impressed by it. I think Henry V is better because I think Henry V, um, and and, uh, and like it's just, it, I don't even know if it's a fair comparison because this is going for something more high art, and that's mm. going for something you know artsy, but it's going for a well-rounded. Like it's artsy, but it's digestible, and and it's trying to sell it to the regular person. So I think that's probably why it's maybe a little more effective. Um, there's all the I I usually gravitate towards the high art um, thing, you know. If you usually the weird yeah. thing is the thing I like, um, and it's not that I don't like this, but there's just something uh, missing. And then Riss, when I was talking to Riss, Riss watched it with me, and she kind of she liked it too, but and she loves Shakespeare, um, mm. but we kind of felt the same way. She didn't see the I, see the uh, Henry V, but she's seen Henry Kenneth Branagh movies before. Yeah. Uh, comparing it to Henry V, I, I like this one better because of uh, there's parts of Henry V that feel like they drag. And we had talked about it before where like the ups and downs of the speech where you think it's about to end and, and go to the next thing. But then it just comes back down and then raises back up where this just kind of everything Everything's really like, dry. ends on the proper impact that it needs to have. Um, the lengths for me, of monologues least. are you know not that different. Mm -hmm. It's just I think it's the delivery. They feel... Is yeah, they feel much better paced. Um, 
The uh, I love that the dude from the Green Knight is in the opening shot of the movie, though. I like uh, Ralph Fiennes. Yeah, yeah, he's great. Um, but I was gonna say the the only real critique I have of this is is more of a critique on myself, which is I wish I was better at understanding Old English because I, there's so much of this I probably would have had more of an impact if I knew what they were saying. But the context clues around everything, kind of like we talked with Henry V, um, you kind of figure it out. And, and still has like the impact, but I just wish I was better versed in that stuff to uh, to be really like enveloped in it. Yeah, uh, we I didn't have an issue with understanding uh, anything really in this one, um, especially with how the dialogue is paced. It's not it's 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 at a, it's not super quick, but it's uh, not super slow yeah. either. Um, and you kind of really and I if subtitles help uh, also. I usually watch all mm-hmm. our movies with subtitles. Yeah, same. Um, and um i don't know uh i like it i like i like how small it felt but how it made it feel grand like i loved yeah. the stuff with the the tree branches and the army at the end and dudley from harry potter um yeah that was super cool yeah he's a really um, good actor every time i see him in something i'm like man he's about to do something he's about to be a cool character um the going back to the uh the claustrophobic bit this movie shot in four by three um or like the small the bit i mean the movie shot in four by three and what i like so much about all of these set pieces is that it uses the edge of the frame almost uh, like with to be the real walls in of the actual set in a lot of it um so you feel like that adds to the claustrophobia yeah. yeah i love it it's so like well done um it just feels like like the the edge of frame is part of the set um in such a good way and and it, it works with it so well it didn't feel like it was just done four by three to just make it feel artsy or anything it, it, it is well yeah done. I'll, i didn't have um, any issues with the with that um with the aspect <clears throat> ratio i thought it was cool it, it i like that it was like rounded on the on the corners mm-hmm. it was like kind of like a vignette kind of thing yeah, yeah. I don't know um, not, that's not the right word, but like, uh, no, I know what you're talking about. Like, older, some older, like, style, like, uh, uh film stuff has that. Um, it's like, yeah, but, rounded uh, corners. Yeah. I, uh, did you, I wanted to ask you this question about if you got this vibe. This reminded me a lot of, like, kind of like the, like, 70s ish kind of movies where there's no music and you're just having these, like, like, specifically with the, the weird sisters when they would talk, where it's just kind of like the weird, slow, creepy, uh, with nothing but just kind of like atmosphere in the background. It, it would kind of uh, remind me of like a racer head or um, like, yeah, that where it's like really, really quiet. Mm-hmm. And then there's just weird sounds mm-hmm. being made and it makes dialogue really more like a lot more intimate. Um, yeah. Like you're like, that's all you have to focus on. And then you're listening to just not only the words, but just like the little gravels and the voice and all the little textures of the spit when they're talking. And it's so, it's so uh, well done. Um, I I really liked it. It's it's it's. I thought it was phenomenally done. Um, the um the oh, what I want to ask you about the the transitions. There's so many transitions, like the opening of the movie, where it's, it, you feel like you're looking at the sky and the crows, but then it transitions to fog that um the captain steps out of, and 
it doesn't feel like it's a transition at all. And there's so many moments in this movie where the fog is the transition. It works to his advantage so well. So you can change all these, these different perspectives of everything. Um, I thought it was really well done. Uh, it, it was just so beautiful. Um, I, I thought it was going to be, I was afraid it might've been too dark. Um, once it started going into the, uh, uh the interior stuff, but they, the, the use of contrast was, was very well done. A lovely mix of like hard light and soft light, uh, with the background and the, um, and like the talent stuff. And just abs- I don't know. I'm in love with this movie. I'm, I'm, I'm a really, I'm very, very happy with it. The way it looks kind of reminds me of um, Sin City or The Spirit or something. There is definitely yeah. some green screen looking things. Mm. Um, what like, I, what I think it was is like it's just shot on a small set, like how you were saying, like a three D stage essentially, and then just just green in the background to just make it all the clouds and the yeah, yeah. Of, of fog and stuff to make it feel like um, everything is just shrouded in in claustrophobia like you can your line of sight is like 15 feet no matter where you are in this world and that adds to the the uh the eeriness to it the creepiness of it yeah it's it it reminds me it reminds me of spirit but where that is like heavy blacks and and whites where this is um more gradient like the gradients between it's obviously it's grayscale and like there's more Mm -hmm. white scenes where it's like everything is more white um, and then you know mm-hmm. the the characters are the darkness, where and then then there's the scenes where there's you're in a dark room and the characters are kind of what the light's hitting off of, and I really like I do like that visually I really love this, it's perfect. Um, I just I like and I wasn't bored by it I wasn't, um, I you know I was engaged with it pretty much, uh, fully, um, but I don't know I don't know what was missing for me I really don't really have have anything to say other than that like. It didn't really give me any kind of. Uh, I didn't really feel anything from it. Mm. No, I can um, get that. I mean, it's um, especially with when you, uh, you being a big fan of Henry V and just like other things of this kind of uh, like adapting like uh, like um, a stage play to the screen. Uh, screen it, it, you know, everybody wants it. I guess a different way or can take it a different way. Um, Oh, it's but, not. Uh, it's not. It's not really that it's a, a that it's an adaptation or a poor adaptation or because it's all about the style. Or what it, and it's it's mm-hmm. a, it's like it's very detached. And I think there's something about that that kind of makes me get detached from caring about the movie anymore. And also, Macbeth, you know what happens. At least I do. Like I know, I've I know, I've seen this story multiple times. I've read it. Um, we did it in school. Um, so it's like there's not really tension in that way so I'm just seeing their interpretations of these famous scenes and that is cool that is cool uh, for sure Um, but I don't know it just didn't blow me away I don't think it's bad like I'm not going to give it a bad score um, or anything like that it just didn't blow me away beyond the really cool visual visual stuff hmm the, how did you feel about uh, uh, older Denzel Washington uh, in the fight scene at the end? Uh, I thought he, he moved it, it well. was barely. I, I feel like it was barely him because most of it was the back of his head. And I'm like, anytime yeah. it's the back of his head, I guarantee you that's a stunt double. Um, that, that sold it for me. Um, it wasn't bad. I don't think it didn't yeah. like make me dis- dislike it or anything. Um, mm. 
Yeah, I don't but, know. I liked it though. I I liked the ending battle and I liked a lot about it. I just it's like not going to be my favorite movie of the year. It's not going to be my favorite Cohen movie. It's just Yeah. Uh, I think it's really cool that it exists and I'm glad it was made and I I don't know if I'd ever watch it again unless somebody else was already watching it. Yeah, yeah. I I I definitely am inspired a lot by this visually for sure. Um and and with that ending battle scene when he's just like were you born of a woman yeah sweet throws the sword down doesn't need it gives the sword back to him i mean it's uh I, I, that was so well done um yeah the, 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 that's like the the shakespeare is really good and like that's what i kept mm-hmm. saying to wrist i'm like man this this is actually really funny there was like a really funny joke that it was in, it was straight in the dialogue and it was the way Denzel Washington was really good at delivering mm-hmm. the dialogue because it was it it was a dry and deta- it was dry and detached, but it was he was giving it like a little bit of um, personality in these moments, and those moments would break through, and you'd like laugh or um, or just yeah, I think that was a cool moment. Um, it gave a lot of personality. Francis McDormand also is a really good. Um, a really good performance but it, i think he even more so is just like so detached and like alien mm. um it feels like we're they're in space or something um yeah i don't know it's really cool and i think that there's people out there that are definitely gonna vibe with it i don't i think it's not for everybody um but i i think it's like it's hard it's not really a whole ton to say beyond because macbeth um yeah, you know what that story is, and if you don't, you can easily find it out. And it, so you're really coming here for the visuals and uh, the way it's presented. And my feel like my favorite my favorite thing is definitely the trees, the tree branch thing with the uh, mm-hmm. how those all edited, and like like with them coming down that path in the forest with holding the branches and and like the branches like coming through the window and shit mm-hmm. and like. Uh, there was st- that stuff I really, really liked the theme and just visually looked really nice. And um, it's, it's just meticulously put together and is a really cool project. Um, yeah, that's how, that's how I feel yeah. about it. The, I, um, I loved the when you talk about the tree come through and it's just raining leaves and, yeah. and all like that kind of stuff happening when Denzel's doing like his paranoid Macbeth is it's so good. Um I thought he like those those spots in particular when he's like going nuts screaming and all paranoid, I thought he did a really good job. Um I wanted to ask, did you did it did you mind that half the cast has accents and half don't, even though it's set in Scotland? Um so um, yeah, that's actually um uh, we talked about that, I mean Riss and I didn't care because I think it's just letting the actors. Most of the actors are using their own, like mm-hmm. real life accents. Um, it's not like it's some Americans are putting on British accents and mm-hmm. vice versa. Um, I think they just want everyone to just speak in their normal voice and uh, deliver it. You know, do their thing at the at their own way. And I I, th- I think it was cool. I usually don't mind it, and I think it's not as necessary. Um, Especially when this is a play, like this isn't not mm. supposed to be like immersive. It's not a period piece. Um, it's a play that's been put on. It gets put on every day all over the fucking mm. world. Um, yeah, yeah, when Denzel started talking, 
When Denzel started talking, it bothered me at first, and then I once you had enough, like when he got with like Francis McDormand and, and a couple of other, it just kind of all blended to, together. And like with Macduff, also it's like um, it being like another non like uh, Scottish or British accent for it, 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 it helped even it out. Like it wasn't like it was like these were singled out two people that are just. Like set aside accent wise. Yeah, it seemed like the American act. Yeah, the the there wasn't a ton of American actors, but the ones that I could tell, mm. they had American accents. At first, I thought they were gonna just they're having the Scottish people have American accents and the British people having British accents, but then I mm. d- it didn't wasn't consistent because the servants still had British accents. Yeah. Um, so I didn't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have an answer for you, but it didn't bother me. Um. It always reminds me of the movie. It's not a great movie, but Enemy at the Gates with Jude Law. It's like a um, World War II movie, and mm-hmm. uh, you're in the point of view of the Soviets, and everyone speaks with British accents. Um, oh, I've been, I remember hearing about that movie, and I think I it, it was like on and passing when we were younger. It's one of my favorite more movies as a kid. Um, but yeah, it's not that good. Um, okay. All right. Well, I, th- I honestly, I don't really have a whole lot else to say. It's not, it's not terribly long, um, which was a good thing. Um, yeah, love the t- runtime. Yeah, it was very, it was easy to digest, and it was, it was good. It was good Shakespeare, um, and I think you could show a class this if you're a teacher, like try to show them that Shakespeare is cool. Um, yeah, honestly, do doing like this and Henry the V. Granted, they're completely different. Yeah, totally. Like, decades apart. Yeah, totally. But it's just what you can do with Shakespeare with it, making you know, it fun and, and making yeah. it interesting, visually interesting. Whether yeah. it's action set pieces or weird, artsy film shit, like student film shit, experimental yeah. things. Yeah, it does it remind the white shot kind of reminds you of noir also. Um, like it, I don't think this yeah, film. Yeah, It kind of is kind of like it's a small mystery. It is kind of noir, um, if you think about it. And maybe that was what they're going for too. Um, both of these films are pretty or have noir. I would say in the DNA. No Country for Old Men definitely does. Mm-hmm. Um, no Country for Old Men's got a lot of DNA, but noir is definitely a part of it. Um, yeah, I don't know what else you got to say about this. We can move on. Um, trying to think what else. I just I don't have many complaints. I was just, I was happy with everything. I love the cast. Loved everything. Loved the I love the diversity in the cast. I love the uh, the all the set pieces. I love the castle design. Even only you get snippets of it, but like you have the. It reminded me of some of the parts in Citizen Kane where there's extremely tall archways. Yeah, this, the, like, the, this also kind of reminded me of some of the 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 shooting. Reminded me of. Uh... The cinematography reminded me of mm. Citizen Kane. Um, I love that when everybody talked, though, you were in like a close up with like, and then they always framed it if there was somebody behind to just like be there to rack to when they said something. And like, I, I, it was just, it was really well done. You just, you felt the, the, the gravity of the situation, uh, at least for me. Um, All right. What are you scoring it? I, I'm going to give this a, a I'm going to say a, I'm torn between a four and a four and a half. I really like this. I'm thinking I'm gonna give it a four and a half. Oh my god, dude. that's fine. I loved it. Uh, it that's so crazy, crazy, crazy. I was torn between a three and a half and a four. Um, and I think just to spite you now, I wasn't gonna give it a four, but now I'm just I'm giving it a three and a half. 
<laughs> oh. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely it's not for, for everybody. And for me, surprisingly, having, like, Henry VIII feeling so long, and, and because it's just monologue after monologue, this, I this. was like my speed or sorry this is monologue uh, after monologue after monologue too i just but i it, don't it's just it pay for me it feels paced better and it's uh and i don't know if it's a shorter runtime or what but i was i was a lot more into this and invested it's like my style my like if you were to pitch a shakespeare movie for me this was perfect um yeah so. i think i was i was equally engaged um but i liked henry the fifth more because it just had more variance in what was happening in the movie um, mm. there's more emotion, different emotions, I guess. I, like, I, I usually, visually, uh, uh, this is much better. Um, and this is kind of my bag, visually. But just like, I don't know, it's an example of my bag not being enough. Um, not being yeah. quite enough to, to be, like, some, like, sometimes it's all, I don't know. It's hard to describe. Like, if it's all that, all that, all that style. And the substance is just relied on something I've seen a million times. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I honestly don't know. I just know that I wasn't blown away by it. I but, wonder uh, if this is like I didn't really know like the Macbeth story like through and through. When I was in school, we did uh, Caesar. Um, we did Caesar so too, but we did Macbeth also. Uh, when I, I had I Mr. Never Abbott, really... we did Macbeth. Ah, okay. But I did Caesar in like seventh grade, I think. I did Caesar in high school, and I can't remember the teacher's name, but it was tenth grade. Um, not and, yeah, so I'm not really, uh, I'm not really well, wasn't really well versed in the the story of Macbeth. So this was, I guess, I, I think that also might be why I did so much. It was just like I knew you I had know known like, coming basic next. plot points, but I didn't know how exactly it was going to go down. Um, and Ooh. so it, was, yeah, it felt new, I guess, for me then. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, it's I mean it's Shakespeare, so it's it's classic. Um, mm. But all right, let's move on. It's time uh, for a movie that I've t- thought and talked about seeing for a really really long time. Um, it's called No Country for Old Men, starring Tommy Lee Jones, Javier Javier Bardem, and Josh Brolin. Um. Amazing. Yeah, I can't wait to hear your takes on this because it's. Uh, I oh, think yeah. you already know what I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, you've hyped this movie up since we started this podcast. This movie is very good, very very good. Let me just start off with that before. I think I just put it on a huge pedestal, and mm. it just cannot live up to that pedestal, especially when you compare it to There Will Be Blood. Um, this movie is completely different from There Will Be Blood, so it's kind of apples to oranges and. It's, Kind of disservice to it, I think, to be compared to There Will Be Blood. I think There Will Be Blood is a much better movie. Um, I think, but I think that this is a really cool movie and it's fresh with the the mix of genres. And I guess for its time, it was really. I, I didn't realize that there wasn't a lot of Western mystery, noir mystery movies um, you know, with horror in them. Um, yeah, but I yeah. guess. It, like I guess there isn't. Unique. It point like I read in the wiki after that's like uh, points out like no, there's never been a movie with a mixed genres like this. But I feel like I've seen this movie, and I don't know if it's because of the parts or if it's because of it, what it's influenced after. And you yeah, know, like, yeah. I always bring up that thing where like if you see a classic 
that influenced a shitload of stuff after you think you when you go to see the original later does that make it feel more derivative than it would have if you've seen it when it was brand new and i don't know i don't think i don't know if that's what's happening here but um but i yeah like i think i just thought it would be like a there will be blood level movie to me and it Mm. was not um i was really it was just like at first it it, it reminded me of a lynch it kind of reminded me of lynch also with like like mall not even mall and drive more so i think maybe lost highway not with the movie within a movie or anything like that but just the the red herrings of the plot like the you think the plot is this is what's happening it is couched mm. in a story that you know guy on the run finds guy finds a million dollars is on the run from criminals i could i i could think of a ton of movies that have that in it and it's the whole movie by itself. And the movie ends, it's probably like a, they, they either get killed, they go to prison, or it's a happy ending, right? Mm-hmm. Like in those, and, and that, uh, I don't know if you want to, uh, archetype, trope, genre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you can call it. One uh, of those Yeah, you can say a trope. The, yeah, the, trope. The, yeah, I don't know. But th- that thing. Um, but then you throw in a horror movie side by side with it. And it's a crime mystery. A crime mystery, and then the way it ends is very uh, amb- ambiguous, and um, it doesn't really tie up everything. And uh, like like shit is out ending. there. It's kind of like a non-ending. It's kind of like an ending, yeah. non-ending. And that um, I think when I thought it was a typical movie, when that happened, I was like, kind of like unsatisfied by it at first. Like the first I, time I watched it, I had the same reaction. I was um, like, this is unsatisfying. Like, I totally get that what it's trying, it, what it's done. Like, it's uh, made me think the plot was going one way, like, but and it made me go another way. Mm-hmm. But I didn't really have an emotional impact from it. So I'm going to compare it to a movie we just did that also fucked with my brain, which is Power of the Dog. Power mm-hmm. of the Dog fucked with my brain in terms of the plot i couldn't guess what was happening i thought i did could and then it blew my mind when it was revealed and um and then there was so much emotional um weight that went with everything that happened there this Mm. i have like no emotion towards anything i didn't want to see josh brolin josh brolin die and josh brolin's wife die um, that is what it is. Like if you cared about Josh Brolin, um, but I think I kind of knew he was going to die or he was going to, like, it just wasn't going to end well for him. Cause it never does in these movies. Yeah. So I wasn't really like, it did subvert my expectations. This is definitely the bl- like the blueprint for subverting expectations, but I, I just didn't have the, the huge emotional response to it mm. like i did in power of the dog which would made power of the dog a five bone for for me you know yeah the um the oh, almost lost it there with uh, the first time i watched this movie i had the exact same reaction to the ending i was like oh man that's it like i just wanted to know what was going to happen because you leave Javier Bardem off on a cliffhanger just walking away with a broken arm from a car wreck and everything just feels unresolved and then the second time I watched it I realized that it it, it the movie is like not about them it's about Tommy Lee Jones aging out of uh 
like um, like what he thinks of America is. Um, and so yeah, that whole ending, because yeah. he's retired and it's him wrapping up, is just like the world essentially like nothing makes sense anymore. And now he's so old; he's older than his dad was when he died. And uh, and it's just like you don't know where to go else but towards death. And uh, that's so. The second time I watched it, it was just it it clicked and it's just so good. And then well, what does that have to do with the the Josh Brolin Javier Bardem storyline? Because it's it's a a wild mass serial killer that is beyond the scope of anything that the sheriff has ever seen. And he yeah. at the beginning of the movie starts with him talking about how like yeah back in the day like certain sheriffs didn't even wear guns they just went out and did whatever. But like now you're at a point where you have a guy walking around with a a, a thing that kills sheep and cattle, um, murdering everybody in his way for uh, and it's not even about the money at that point or anything. It's just like the thrill of the chase it seems or just his word. But isn't there that uh, he has that scene with that old cop at the end? The old cop's like it's always been violent. Um. Yeah, but at the same time, they're talking about how like, like uh, oh, when you stop hearing like sir and ma'am, everything's going away, and like, and now it's always been violent, but it's not in this kind of way. It's like feels new to them because it's you're you're so old and you're seeing like the younger generation doing it, and you don't see that like because I guess when you're younger growing up, you it feels like the older people are doing that, not the younger people. Um, granted, this movie is you know these guys are in their forties doing this, but compared to Tom Lee Jones, who I would say. Is, would appear to be in his 60s because he's retiring um i don't know well, i guess that's the way i took it at least um but I, I i guarantee there's a ton left up just into interpretation and that's why it's left so like like just just ends so abruptly um um yeah. it definitely deals with a lot of the same fates as big lebowski or a lot, a lot of the same themes as big lebowski and fargo with like fate and like like you know finding yourself caught up in something and and all that stuff um and like small town small town police are usually uh in every fucking i feel like all their movies um yeah i i, I really liked it i was very engaged well where's its t- runtime you know nothing like i was very interested in what happened with, with what happened and what was happening but yeah, by the end of it all, just like, did I even care? And then, like, and then we talked about the Tommy Lee Jones stuff um, because it seemed like his his character is just kind of along for the for the ride, like observing this case one step away from it all, you know, like mm-hmm. one degree removed from this case or from what's actually happening. Not even the case, but what's actually yeah. going down. Um, I, it's definitely super. And now I'm seeing it's very postmodern in the way that it is put together. Um, and the way, like the way that the narrative is, and what the symbolism with the themes and whatnot, and I do appreciate that more than when I watched it. And I, may, and I probably will have to watch it again to get a full ap- appreciation. Um, it's it's very entertaining. It's very interesting. It's just like getting to the point of wondering why, um, like why is Javier Bardem? He's just a you know sociopathic serial killer. Mm-hmm. psychopath serial killer so his like is like who is the who's the protagonist of this film you know uh, yeah yeah you, I mean, like, you would I, say it was Josh Brolin but Josh Brolin really isn't like he just kind of it's not like he's, he's the, the he is the the like he's not saving anything or anything he's, he's the decoy trying, trying protagonist to, so, yeah he's like the, what you think is the protagonist and then you slowly find out that he's that he 
isn't or once the story ends, like the 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 movie's gonna keep going. Um, like I liked all like the his killer stuff, like you know the coin flipping shit, and he had a weird personality. Me and Riss really laughed at Scroogey. Um, hey, can you hand me a Scroogey? <laughs> um, he said to those two guys before he yeah, killed yeah. them. Um, like I don't know. He just seemed to, he seemed very invincible, like a uh, Michael Myers kind of type. Uh, or a mm. Jason kind of type. And I get that was like the horror thing of it. Um, I don't know. It's super cool. Super cool. I did, I don't think it's my favorite movie. When I saw There Will Be Blood, I was like, this could be my favorite movie ever. I don't feel mm. that way about this movie. Um, and I think that, that I'm still going to give it a good score. Uh, and I'm mm. still going to say it's good. I'm not going to say it's bad. It's just I think when, the, when these two movies get put on the same level and constantly compared then i assumed that i'm gonna have the same reaction i think there was just some disappointment that mm. i disappointment that i did not yeah well i, I mean you'll have that because it's, it's like there we but is such a like a character piece and that's just it's all revolves around one man the entire time like in, very closely and intimately versus this is kind of is more broad and a lot more action there's a lot more um things going around you know there's an a b plot throughout it and it seems uh, much it, more accessible to like the average Joe. yeah yeah because you have your action, action bits. you have yeah. your like um your more artsy bits you have your uh, scary or like the horror stuff. yeah 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 there's so much tension it's like a thriller for a good part of the movie um but then at the same time you just have the the, the stuff with tommy lee jones is just about a guy aging out of society and, and retiring and things and, and just kind of this is like he's already going to retire and like this is the last thing that he's like essentially dealing with before it and it's yeah uh it's nuts and like the the for the longest time when i when i first watched the movie because there was a good couple year gap between when i watched it i didn't really get the reference of the the title because i'm slow to things um but then i just realized oh the title is just about tommy lee jones uh yeah it's just like it's and he's like the main he's like not he's not the main character but he is at the same time yeah um, but like it's just kind of a way yeah because he i mean he sets the thing he's the opening mm-hmm. month, like intro and and he's ends the film and yeah um and he's he's our catalyst to just like um of of go of following essentially these two s- story um it's all it almost kind of reminds me of like when he tells the story in the diner uh to josh brolin's wife uh and he's uh he's talking about just like the ricochet bullet that shoots or whatever and it just felt like it was one of those things because he talks about later when she's like what about uh, that guy he's like oh uh that was just a story but it's still a story whether it's true or not um it almost felt like this was another just like that again but just on a way wilder scale um I don't know. It's just interesting. I do like, I don't like there will be blood. definitely, I think is above this and power of the dog slightly above this, but th- I hold this for me is up there with the, other I, two, I don't think I would like fight somebody. I wouldn't like freak out if somebody put it up there. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, it's definitely, I, I think, I think mean, this is just a good movie. This honestly, this movie kind of reminded me of heat. I don't know why, but it reminded me of, I heat. can see that. Like yeah, the, I can see that. Like the action, the mixture of action and drama definitely is similar, um, and just like the the emotion and and but it's all like about getting money. It's about a million dollars. Like it's like there's a crime film at the heart of it, 
Um, not the same. I don't even know uh, if there's any real connective DNA there. But uh, I don't know why it reminds me of Heat. And that's kind of how I felt about Heat. I liked Heat um, a lot. And I recognized that it was good. But then I, but there was something about it that was like, you know. This didn't drag. I, think, like, I didn't think this dragged or anything. I was fully engaged. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But there's, uh, there's something about uh, it reminded me of Heat for some reason. I think for me, I, I could get the similarities into like the action sequences in which there's no music going on. There's no anything to try to make extra hypeness to the scene because the action and what's happening already is just so intense. Just kind of like the um, like any like the 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 heist with the the first heist with the truck uh, in Heat, where it's just it's playing out like almost in real time, mm-hmm. and it's just uh, just happening, and you're just there like a fly on the wall watching it. Uh, and that's how I feel about a lot of this action on this. But uh, I wanted to ask you, were you disappointed that we miss out on the big battle with Josh Brolin dies? So it just time skips right to it's already over. Yeah, um, there's something going on with all that. But like, like I, I, it was like it, it added to this sense of, sorry about ice cube in my mouth. It yours. added to this sense of confusion at the end. Like I was still kind of mm. like figuring it all out as it was being told to me. Um, so, yeah, I was very confused in the la- in the, in the, throughout the ending and trying to figure out what the fuck is actually happening. And I honestly, when they showed Josh Brolin's body, I paused it and said to Riss, that's not Josh Brolin. And I think it was, but it just, like, with the mustache and the way he was laying, yeah, it yeah. didn't look like him. And I didn't think it was him the first time. We ran it back. and like, oh. I know, Same. I had the exact same reaction the first time. It was just like, there's no way. He's the main guy. Like, they're just not going to just not show what happens and then move on. But they do because he's he's not the main guy. He's just well, this, part with Woody of Harrelson, the story. Like, they introduce Woody Harrelson's character and they kill him off real fast. And he's, like, mm-hmm. an interesting character. Um it's just like weird. It, it, it's weirdly paced. Um, and we're like we're not even weirdly paced. Weirdly structured, and mm-hmm. it's uh, very postmodern um, with the way it uses characters and the narrative. Um, but yeah, uh, so the more and more we talk about it, the more I'm appreciating it. Mm-hmm. But um, I definitely think you would like it a lot more in the second watch. I for sure did. It went me going from like a like a this is really good to like this is damn near perfect for me. Yeah. Um, no, no I can see that. I can see that for sure. Um, um, visually, I know we talked about this a lot on the "There Will Be Blood." Comparing this to the "There Will Be Blood" visually, this looks like so crisp and modern and and clean and just uh, just so good. It's just something about it. The the highlight and everything is like hard but soft, and everything has like this nice orange t- like glow to everything. Um, and we're versus like there will be blood shot at the exact same time way more feels older uh way more gritty textured and it's just uh, I, I love how film is like this it's it's so cool what you can do just with the different idea of how you want to portray something um the which one do you do i i would they would look better i don't know though I, they're both so phenom- phenomenal in their own way yeah i think that i've obviously there will be blood uh, i'm more but i'm partial to the big empty landscapes and there's more of them and that mm. but though this movie is beautiful um you get those in this also um yeah this movie has like oh sorry but this movie has beautiful in hotel interiors like yeah. they, i don't know 
why but it's it, it looks so cool every single one like with the wood paneling oh yeah the like 70s uh, motels yeah yeah it, it but it just it 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 felt so like good it's like perfect that like the the whole production design of the movie mixed in with all the warm like tungsten lighting on everything was it it worked so well it's, it's so crisp i really do uh, think i need to watch it again to full to get full appreciation for it um like you're saying just seeing reading other people's uh like quick reviews on letterbox and they're like they're saying exactly what i'm saying like the first time i saw it i thought it was just a good crime film with a weird ending and uh, i watched it again and got my mind blown uh, by all these mm-hmm. philosophical themes and it's like yeah yeah i get i yeah. can all see that now um it's like shrek a lot like of shrek, shrek movies lately yeah a lot of shreks <laughs> Oni- a lot of onions the layers um yeah it's a shrek movie um yeah well is there anything else in particular that you want to talk about with no country for old men I'm trying to think because i didn't really have any critiques on it i was i, I definitely don't, don't have any cr- i don't really have any specific critiques either like uh this is just good it's good yeah it's nothing really i i would change uh, about it which which is why i think i i hold it just in the same regard <sighs> as like there will be one power of the dog it's, yeah it's just it is exactly what it needed to be, and it did it to the absolute best that it possibly could be for what it is trying to do. Um, and for that reason, it's I might throw the P word. Wow. I'd say it. Wow. It's, it's Power of the Dog got me to say the P word. That's this true. one Power the might poop. get me to say it. Power of the P. Um. Power of the P. <laughs> changes worlds all right well then let's just get it let's just do this thing what are you scoring it a five all right so i originally was gonna give it a four i'm gonna stick to that gun but i'm i think i'll i will end up giving it at least a four and a half in the future but that is what i will give it for now like i will acknowledge there will be blood is a better i like it better i don't think it's a better film necessarily but i like it better i think it's better but I this, I think this is just as good, but for different reason. And depending it's on what different your kind of film, it's is. a definitely a different yeah. kind of film. Um, yeah. And I could see like Normos while liking this more because of it has an action crime film at the heart of it. Um, and uh, where, but that, but I think that's the, and that's not a, that's not a knock. That's I think what helps it. Um, what yeah. makes it like you're couching a. a um, something deeper in what you think is just a normal, old, you know, crime movie, mm-hmm. and that's definitely cool. And like, like, there's something like really, there's something really special about being able to do that, like Trojan horse in, like something much deeper mm-hmm. within uh, something that anybody could like, like Rick and yeah. Morty, <laughs> just like Rick and Morty. <laughs> the deepest but shallowest thing. Um, uh, so yeah, uh, like I said, given four, but uh, but that's that. I mean, I, I would like to watch more more cones, but uh, and form a much uh, a more a better sample size with their flicks. Um, yeah. Speaking of people that we've watched a lot of movies from, I am at the end of the last duel right now. 
And boy, did we pick the wrong Ridley Scott movies to watch. I really am enjoying it. Um, it's it's pretty cool. It's really good. It's interesting. Um, they kind of tell, it's like the same story you're seeing three times told from three different perspectives. So you're seeing like scenes again, but there's different takes um, in it. And like different before, like the, it's even down to like the perception of people's, like a character's reacting and it'll say like Matt Damon's character's point of view is this version and we'll see a character's reaction and then we'll see it in from a that own character's point of view and actually the reaction was much different or much more extreme or whatever mm -hmm. and I, I think it was really cool um, it's fucking way better all I'm going to say is it's way better than House of Gucci and I liked it better than The Martian um, it's probably the best Ridley Scott movie I've seen in a while um, but uh, I know we were, we wanted to do it for the podcast, so I wanted to at least mention it. Yeah, I'm excited to see it having with you having said that because I the the longer I've gone on it's since long. the Martian, I've, I've hated it more and more. Not hated, it, I've disliked it more and more. And House of Gucci is just a is is it's like it can be fun at times, but it's just a mess. Um, and so that's good that at least like he's at least something I coming out that. Although everyone, a lot of people like the Martian, but. I'm glad that this he's still making something that's good instead of just like Alien Covenant again and again. Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so I don't know, do we what are we going to do next week? That's uh, um, just realizing that we've just finally run out. Uh we caught up. Sons of Guns that we are. Red Rocket I in Florida project I want to see. Red Rocket is apparently at the manor still right now um but it's not yet in streaming and i know we said we wanted to do streaming stuff so maybe we do something old um and then we give people a chance to recoup um yeah and that there's um i feel like there's not a lot uh, coming out in the theaters this month either i mean january is usually a slow month but february's um I gotta see because February and previous years it was starting to become a big release month. Um, um yeah, I don't remember where that mini list that I, I gave you is. I'm looking for it right now. We should do something off of that. But yeah, well, it's something we can figure out. Yeah, we'll off. figure it out. Um, on the and offcast. I should let. Uh, I'll let the people know, and uh, yeah. All right, world. Well, this has been Best Boys, the film podcast, uh, and we will be back. And make sure you like, subscribe, follow us, and all the things. It really does help a lot, giving reviews if you're on Apple. Um, all of these things help our podcast get seen and heard by more people. Um, and uh, yeah. Just we'll appreciate the heck week. out of it. Follow me on Slob Thomas. Follow him on Corey with a story. And we yeah, gotta yeah, think. Yeah. We gotta think of a good uh, closer. Like yeah, you know, don't stick your dick in the popcorn. You know, something like that. <laughs> yeah, remember, kids, don't forget to suck your own toes. No, that's not it. That's that's not it. All right. See you next week. Bye. All right. Later. <laughs>